Welcome to another episode of the Sunday Sauce. I'm Mike Ragu here with Rick Maida. Uh He is from New Jersey. Usually we interview New York people, but he ran against uh, Senator Cory Booker back in 2020. He uh, almost, I think, got 38% of the votes for a Republican, which is actually pretty good in New Jersey because it's a uh, Democratic state. 41, but who's oh, counting? Oh, no. I, I, I went on ballot. I'm sorry. I went on Ballotpedia. So I don't know if They're that's like They're still counting the votes on Ballotpedia. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's what it said on Ballotpedia. So I'm going off some notes here. So I'm sorry. 41% of, uh, of votes. So I'm sorry, Rick. So uh, Rick, welcome to New York City. I'm sure you've been here a bunch of times. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself for my uh, audience? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Rick Maida. So let me let me start out by telling you my story because I think that's important. The absolutely. reason why I'm running. My story started 52 years ago when my father came to this country. You know, we didn't have much. He had $100 in his pocket. He flew into JFK Airport, uh, saw the Statue of Liberty. He saw hope, he saw opportunity, and he saw freedom. Mm -hmm. He saw also saw two feet of snow on the ground and took a bus. First time, 19-year-old kid, barely 100 pounds, took a bus by himself. Didn't know a soul in this country. He opened up a phone book when he got to Scranton, Pennsylvania. He looked for an Indian-sounding name. He called them. They took him in for the night. And he, that's how we got our start in this country. He met my mother at Temple University. They got married in Philadelphia in 1974, and my sister and I came along. And I'll tell you, my story- It's crazy. It's, a, it's, a, it's, truly, it's a truly a Jersey story. And, and I tell you that because it's all about humble beginnings, hard work, and the belief that the American dream is available to anyone willing to chase it. And I got to tell you, Mike- Chase it is exactly what I did. See, Rick, I like you because, you know, as as soon as, uh, you know, Angie contacted me because my first episode was with uh, Jackie Tobaroff, who uh, Angie also represented. And I she she um, contacted me about you and I saw what you're about. You're you're Republican, which we like here. We don't like liberals on this show. I mean, you know, you know we, I mean, it's not that we don't like you. We just don't like your politics. I mean, we'll be friends. We could be friends. You know what I mean? But uh, we just don't like your politics. And, um, you know, I saw you post things. You're about law and order. You're you're about you don't seem like you're about conspiracy theory nonsense, which I, I, I like that stuff. You know, you seem like you're a straight up guy. Um, I have friends and family who live in New Jersey. My mother lives there. My grandmother, a few aunts and uncles. And um, you seem like a pretty legitimate guy. So uh, who are you running against and what is your opponent? What is what does he promise? to New Jerseyans, what is he promising to them that you can't promise? What is he saying about you, the negative stuff? I want to hear what he says about Rick. Well, yeah, let, let's talk about that. So when I ran for Senate, I ran against Cory Booker. Right. I've never held office. You tried office. to run for president and failed miserably. Yeah. Let's get that out there. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. exactly why I decided to jump into the race because right. we have politicians in Jersey that do absolutely they nothing. They don't care about New Jersey. They don't they care, care about, about the Jersey. national. That's right. Yes. They, they build their careers on the backs of our proud communities, mm -hmm. oftentimes black and brown and immigrant communities. One third of Jersey's immigrants, whether you're Italian, Indian, Hispanic, mm -hmm. wherever you come from, mm -hmm. all of us believe in conservative values, which means following the rule of law, following the process to get to this country and building up your value based on hard work. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that slipping away, when I saw Cory Booker going out there prancing around, he missed more than 65% of the votes in the Senate. I know he doesn't actually care about the people of Jersey. I threw my hat in the ring. And I'll tell you, Mike, uh, when we finished, I won the Republican nomination and got over 1.8 million votes, the highest for any Republican in the state of New Jersey in the history. But more importantly, and to your point, 
about, you know, liberal policies or, you know, Republican, Democrat. We got over a half a million non-Republican votes. And the reason why is because I ran on policy, not on party. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican or whatever you identify yourself. What do you believe in? Do you believe in hard work, uh, putting food on the table, the average American family struggling and working hard, right. uh, saving small businesses and bringing our constitutional rights back to the forefront? That's what people in New Jersey care about. Mm-hmm. So this election, I'm running for Congress in the 7th District. I'm running against Tom Malinowski, who's profited off the pandemic. But where is the 7th District for people that don't know where that is on, on their show? Where yeah. is that New Jersey? Well, listen, Mike, we're going to get you back to Jersey, right across li- the river. Listen, man, man I <laughs> only go there. I go to Freehold. I see my mother. I see my grandmother. Then I leave. I don't really travel anywhere else. So you got to let me know where the 7th District yeah, is. Yeah, so we're I in like uh, Northwest. There are okay. a few counties that cover it from, from Morris County, where I live in Chester, down to Bridgewater and Somerset okay. County to Flemington and Hunterdon down so to So kind Union. of like by Pennsylvania-ish a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's okay. parts that border Pennsylvania and some okay. that come down to central Jersey. Okay, so. I get it. All right. Yeah. Okay, now I understand where you are. So now you're you're running for co- the Congress over there and uh, this guy, what was his name? Lee? Tom Malinowski. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Lee. That's Tom okay. Manowski, you're not going to yeah. need to know his no, name because you're going to win anyway. Anyways, so I don't right, really so. care. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's not important. Yeah. So so what is what does this guy have that he claims he has on you that you're you're what, don't tell me. He tries to say you're a white supremacist even though you're obviously yeah. not white. All that all that stuff, right? Like he tries to pull all this nonsense on you. Is that what they try to do in Jersey? You know what? He's been completely silent. You know, oh, they try to wow. sneak under the radar, try to get reelected. Now he's a junior congressman, right? He mm-hmm. won his second election. And the truth is he's currently being investigated by the House. House Ethics Committee for for something that me and you would probably be in jail for right now. They wouldn't have missed Tell a me, heartbeat. I love this. I love oh, it. that's it. Tell so me. he had Ooh. inside information about trading stocks off of treatments for the pandemic. Oh. The thing that he's going around telling people, you got to get vaccinated. Mm. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, putting all that aside, he literally traded stocks on insider knowledge that he had. The House Ethics Committee, I'm surprised he hasn't resigned by now, but that's the kind of hubris these guys come with. So, you know what? We need change. It's not just the district. You know, I'm representing the good people of New Jersey and the good people of America because we got to right ship this course, this you know, what's going on in this country, the Biden administration, high inflation, supply chain shortages, a workforce shortage, and a tone deaf administration that continues to focus on trampling our constitutional rights. We need people to step up and fix it in Washington. So, you know, it's funny you said that about this this Biden administration. He, I, I'm, I keep watching every day this, this border with uh, Ukraine and Russia, Ukraine and Russia. They keep saying Ukraine's border is is vital. We must protect Ukraine's border. What about our border? Yeah. What, what's up with that? Why do we need to protect? Who cares about Ukraine? Yeah. Well, well, well let's talk about you're, that you're, for a you're minute. Just, you just told me your father's an immigrant, right? Yeah. Uh, is your mother an immigrant as well? She was. Okay. Yep. So so do you are, do, well, anything about the border that offends you that we need to have, have people come in the right way and, and you know, we need to protect our border? Does that offend you in any way because your parents were immigrants? Do you get offended by this? Well, I don't understand. It, it offends me that we don't follow the rule of law. Right. And that's right. You know, one of the proudest moments that my father had, even even more than having me as his son was becoming an American, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and and he, you know, can share that day like as if it was yesterday. Becoming an American was a proud moment, and we've completely sure. diluted out what it truly means to be an American. We live in the greatest country in the entire world and the best uh, republic, uh, supporting you know Democrat democracy and principles of a free and fair country and being a global leader. Now you see the kind of deals the Biden administration has made or and and 
deflection and uh, actually just delegation of his power to other countries, he's making us weaker on the global stage. And we've seen that on the world stage. America is laughed upon. You saw that with the Olympics just now. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said, well, we're not going to send a delegation. You know what China did? They laughed. Mm. They said, don't. We don't care. Of course they don't You care. think that would have happened under President Trump or any other president for no, that of matter? Not. Of course and not. And Biden, you know, he he's just doesn't understand what it means to, to stand up for our country, our values, and continue to keep us the greatest country in the entire world. So that's why we need more leaders to step up. Now, I want to talk about that border issue for a minute, because for me, it's more than just this sort of black and white illegal versus legal immigration. It's actually a humanitarian crisis. When you see right. your kids being separated, locked up in cages, and the Biden administration actually they campaigned- start, They started that. Off well, Obama that. started the the kids in cages. That, that's that's right. fact. That's, that's like right. not that's not Trump conspiracy knowledge. That's literally fact that happened. There's pictures. There's documentation. This happened during Obama's presidency. That's right. It was continued during Trump's. Yes, it was. We know this, but this was started during Obama's presidency, and now it's back again with Biden. But everyone's still blaming it on Donald Trump. I don't know why, but sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. it's an easy narrative for them, even though the Biden administration, well, Kamala Harris in particular, has put it on steroids. Ugh. And they've just completely ignored, and the mainstream ma media caters to that by continuing to deflect off of the real issues that are going on when there are kids that are being separated from their families uh, that are being led to think that they're going to have a better life by being attracted to come to the border, and you have an overwhelmed uh, border patrol unit. It, and you see the governors of Texas and other governors stepping up saying, we got a real crisis here on our hands. Mm -hmm. And again, a tone deaf president who continues to look the other way. And and Department of Homeland Security head Mayorkas, that guy is just like, is he a, is he an idiot? I, you know, <laughs> like, like, well, that guy is I, just. I, my, my two words of the day are ignorant numbnuts. Yeah, I don't there know. you go. Ignorant yeah. numbnuts. You could say that on this show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know about other shows, but uh, we, we say worse things on this show. But uh, every time that guy, Mayorkas, talks about the border, he says it's, it's, it's secure. We're doing the best we can. We, we, they leave. They don't get vaccinated. Just here in New York City, I'm sure you know. Mayor Dumbass DeBozo <laughs> just just mandated all private businesses, which was just blocked, by the way, today. But he tried because he's on his way out in three weeks and he has nothing better to do. So he all private businesses and kids 5 to 11 need to be vaccinated and private employees and private businesses. How can you even do that? You own a private business in New York City. You pay taxes. You pay rent. All this stuff. And now you have the mayor trying to tell you what your employees do. If you go into a clothing store – why does your employees need to be vaccinated when they're, they're not healthcare workers, they're not dealing with sick people? Either wear a mask or get vaccinated. That should be the choice. Yeah. Even on the fire department, they, start, they did that whole mandate bullshit. They were, testing, they were testing them once a week. They were complying. No one was saying, oh, we're not getting tested. Like, dude, you were testing us once a week. We're not wearing masks. We're not getting vaccinated. You're testing us. We're good. And then, then that's why the city was in peril for three weeks. No ambulances, no fire trucks, no police. And, you know... Yeah, now you have high crime. Wow, well, that's been, and, and, that's been and, going on and for a And smash and grab uh, yeah. seems to be the theme of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean listen, listen. I'm, the, the, during these, these, these times, it's just uh, the, the low manpower, working shifts. I mean, I have friends that were, that were working like three, four days straight, no breaks, 24 hours, paramedic. Like, it's just cops, corrections officers that haven't left Rikers Island for days on days on days because of the vaccine mandate. Yep. The Bosnian doesn't care. I'm sure Murphy's not as bad. 
as the as uh, Cuomo was as well, because you know Cuomo with the with the uh, the uh, nursing home thing. But I do know that um, the nursing homes were a little cooked as well in Jersey, but not as bad as uh, Mr. Cuomo here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, it, well, it, it's it's sad when we're comparing how bad one right. one right. government uh, yes, head yes. is compared to yes, the other. Yes. Uh, but I'll tell you on this theme of ignorant numbnuts, <laughs> let me talk about De Blasio and the kind of mm. damage that he's actually doing. So what he doesn't understand is that he's actually creating long term damage to our children. Now let me explain why. So. You know, I started about my story and I talked about how it worked. Uh, I I went to Rutgers Pharmacy School. I practiced in healthcare for I, many years. I was going to say you have a bi- you have a biotech background, right? That's right. Well, yes. uh, yeah, well, I started yeah, as a right. pharmacist. Yeah. Then I actually I worked overnights at the hospital to put mm-hmm. myself through law school. I went to Rutgers Law in Newark. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Cory Booker was my commencement speaker. Oh, Jesus. I couldn't tell you about the speech. I think I fell asleep halfway through. But mm-hmm. uh, after that, I went to the FDA. I actually worked for the government. I started in the Bush administration. Continued mm-hmm. on uh, under. President Obama was a consumer safety officer. I was actually stationed overseas at the World Health Organization on behalf of the federal government for many years, protecting our medical supply chain on against counterfeit drugs. Right. And then I came back in the private sector and started my own biotech companies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, the rest is history and truly have lived the American dream. But I say that because based on my experience working at the FDA, there is only one vaccine that's currently approved. Only one. It's the Pfizer's vaccine for ages 12 and up. Ages 5 to 11 for or or even for adults for any other vaccine, whether it's J&J or Moderna, mm-hmm. have never received FDA right. full approval. And I, I got the J&J one. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. There's, there's st- <laughs> I'm kidding, by Actually, the way. Just made, Talk to your doctor. It made me, it made me better at <laughs> hockey. That was the only side effect. What? <laughs> it only made me better at playing hockey. That's That was literally the only side effect. So, I mean, yeah. maybe in a couple of years, I'll grow a third bowl or something, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Th- these are how superhero mutants started. <laughs> yeah. So, no, look, uh, putting that aside, so, you know, ages 5 and 11, no vaccine is approved. So what it is in legal terms, because big tech loves to censor this. So let me speak specifically out of the Food and Drug Cosmetic Cosmetic Act, the legal terms. It is an investigational vaccine under emergency use authorization. Never in the history of our country has anyone ever mandated the use of a product that has not fully received FDA approval. They usually wait until it's fast-tracked, mandated the use of it in Americans. Mm-hmm. It's never been happened, no, notwithstanding our, our own children. And what's the job? I'm a father to three boys, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I got a lot of hats, but the two I'm most proud of is being a father and a husband. And so for me, it's most important that the medical decisions – for my children are made between myself, my wife, and our pediatrician, and that's it. Right. Not, Not the de Blasio government. or no, no other ignorant numbnut out there should right. be telling me how to raise my kids right. and what kind of medical treatments or right. medical interventions and, and, I should put and in. And you're that. in government and you're saying that. So like, you know, yeah. it's like, well, you know, it's, it's so crazy. But on the flip side of that, actually, I was just having this conversation with Lauren the other day that the kids and the teachers wearing this mask, you're, you're slowing down their motor skills. Her, she has a three-year-old son, right? Can you imagine... What, these are the golden years. He's absorbing all this knowledge and, and the, the, for these kids wearing a mask, you can't see them talking. They, you just like see all these hand movements. These kids are going to not be uh, very educated in a couple of years because it's just uh, so crazy with the masks. Like the, these kids are just the, – the motor skills, it's going to be slow. I, I'm telling you right now. I mean I'm not a doctor. I'm not a you know, 
anything like that, but I feel like something's going to be off. Well, you know, we've become a single public health issue nation. Uh, even back in March, when the pandemic first started, I said, you know, they said 15 days to flatten the curve. I said, before instituting some of these requirements, think about when you start to put lockdowns, think about the mental health cases, mm-hmm. the suicide mm-hmm. rates. Mm-hmm. And like you, Lauren, I got three boys ages eight, five, and I got a three-year-old at home too. And these masks are just, it's incredulous what they've done. Uh, and it concerns me also from a mental health, you, you see teen suicide. Suicide rates never been higher mm-hmm. in our country. Opioid abuse. No one's talking about this because it's not the sexy narrative the mainstream media wants. Right. Opioid usage has gone up to record levels. To which, again, we talked about closing the border. It's not just about immigration. It's no, also drugs. about narcotic of course, flows, yes, of course. too. And the Biden yeah. administration continues to be tone no. deaf no. to the real public health issues that are affecting our country right now. So it's scary. <laughs> and instead, they're talking about mandating a vaccine, to which, let me tell you, right now, the the soup du jour for the variants is Omicron, right? There isn't any reports about the efficacy of it's, the it's vaccines funny, it's or funny the you brought that up. I just saw a meme, actually. Um, with Skeletor from He-Man, he said, uh, just to let you know, um, Alec Baldwin killed more people than Omnicron. <laughs> and then he ran away. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah. It was pretty funny. That was a good one. Oh, that's great. The yeah, more yeah. you know. Yeah, right? the more you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Alec Baldwin didn't pull the trigger, just like Epstein yeah. didn't kill himself. But anyway, so uh, let's get let's back let's get back to business. Yeah. <laughs> but, Maybe uh, we need to bring back more '80s cartoons yeah, between GI so. Joe and, yeah, yeah. and He-Man. We might actually have. Some I mean, I know better public it's, education. It's it's very crazy. Public service. Announcements. So, so if you if you get obviously when you get elected, because we don't even know what this guy's doing, we never even heard of him. What is your first order of business in D.C.? Well, so the first thing we got to do is we got to hold administrative uh, administrative officials accountable. And when I say that, I like that. these guys like Dr. Fauci think they're oh. above the law. Okay, oh, they've God. never been elected into office. They're they think they're beyond the political process. And at the end of the day, we report to the people. Okay, we're accountable to the people, and that's how it should be. Now, let me tell you, even with the FDA, they regulate vaccines. They only regulate that is because Congress gave them that authority. Congress in the Constitution has the authority to regulate in interstate commerce all goods, mm-hmm. right? Congress Congress is the one that can call FDA and say, "Hey, What's going on with these vaccines? Where are the approvals? Where where is uh, these mandates coming from? And and you know and then call Dr. Fauci and ask him and say one agency is saying this, the other agency is saying that you're putting out misinformation and the American people continue to hurt. That kind of accountability, I see it from Re- Senator Paul. Uh, I see it from Senator Cruz. I see it, but we John, need uh, what's his name, Jim Jim John uh, J- Jim, Johnson, Jim Johnson. That's yeah, right. We go. see yeah. it from these yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. but we need more healthcare professionals, scientists, and others that understand not just the science but the law. When you have Dr. Fauci go up there and say, "Well, if you're attacking me, you're attacking science. I, I am science. Say that. I am yeah, science. I stole from." What kind of hubris and narcissism is that? You know what? I want every congressman and woman to stand up and say, well, if you're science, I'm law. And science does not trump law. We got to bring it back to make sure we support our constitutional rights. And that's why, Mike, let me tell you, my campaign, it's very simple. I got one slogan, freedom wins. I I see it, man. You are a very uh, law and order guy. I like that. I like that. You got to bring law and order back to this country. Just like, you know, Donnie T said he wants law and order. 
Donald J. Donnie T. You know Donnie T. Donald Trump. Come on, you guys know him. <laughs> Uncle Uncle Don, man. Yeah. Listen, listen. So, did, are, were you a were you a Trump supporter? Were you a, were you a Trump supporter? Well, I I ran with President Trump. Um, you know, and again, his policies were. Uh, well, I asked because some Republicans try to shy away from him now. They they sure. like turn his back. That's why I ask you. You know. Listen, all I say is objectively. Look at what where the country well, is. Of course, now I, I, and look yeah, at where yeah, the country I mean, is yeah. today. Gas right? prices are high. Food can't get to feed anybody. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous now. I, I mean, and and you know what? A lot of people, you know, in, especially among Democrats, you know, they always obsessed about identity politics. So, listen, as someone who's a person of color. You know what? President Trump got criminal justice reform done. And I got to tell you, Cory Booker introduced that under uh, the Obama administration. And, and where did it go? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Here you had two leading black officials, a black president that could have changed the face of criminal justice and reformed it. Mm-hmm. They sat on it and never got it done. You know who got it done? Trump. See, I asked people the same question, right? Trump wanted to make – he had that whole plan about making K, the KKK and all those uh, anti – those white supremacist organizations, terrorists, uh, like like Antifa. Why didn't even Obama do that? that that's Why, a, I'm very confused. Well, well, where's the Biden administration as that well? That too. It's yeah. gone. Like Trump had that whole plan. He was get, getting ready to do it and then, you know, he obviously lost the election. But I don't understand. We had the first black president and he didn't make – my first order of business would have been KKK, anti-terrorist uh, group, or mm-hmm. all those whites, proud boys. You want? You think they're terrorists? Terrorist group. Like I don't. So I don't. I don't understand. Trump was going to do it, and then it just. Uh, I, you I know. And then now Joe Biden's in office, but now parents at schools that don't want to learn about critical race theory. Well, that's, they're terrorists. Exactly. White supremacists. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's you have it. an attorney that's general. It. Who literally went up and called parents terrorists and I lied about dare it? Dare you to call me? He that. lied about it. He did. There was a whole he memo did. about it. He, the next day, twenty four hours later, he lied about it. Rep. Rep. Uh, Johnson. He said, "Wait a minute, what's this memo?" Uh, I, I didn't write that. It wasn't me. Well, and, and you know was, what the outcome was... <laughs> is? You know what the outcome is? We have a Republican governor in Virginia now. So almost in New Jersey too. Very yeah. close. Very close. <laughs> a Bergen County found some votes. Now, I think that, it was, yeah, right? You know, That's what that, happened. I, you know, it's funny yeah. that talking about election integrity for a minute, there literally have been fraud cases in, no. that have overturned elections in I Jersey. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, people look at Jersey, so, they think Jersey Shore, I, they think Sopranos. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, know what? Patterson actually had two elected town council officials overturn their elections because so, of fraud. I had Rich Valdez on here uh, a, couple, a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago, and we we, we were talking about it. There, I'm not into a whole like – we were saying I'm not whole uh, Trump would have won if the whole election was – but obviously there it's not in, um, a conspiracy theory. There's just individuals that make elections bad, like people throwing ballots out or people, you know, writing – other people's names in or dead people. So yes, there is election fraud, but it's not on a crazy wide country basis that people yeah. think. So that's that's what I think. But, that's my opinion. But, I'm you know. But I got to tell you, so, there's uh, yeah. there's two things in there's two reasons why we lose more New Jerseyans to Florida. Uh, oh. And 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 why New and Jersey New continues to be yeah New Yorkers yeah, too yeah, but yeah. New Jersey why we lose why we have one of the highest out migrations is because of high taxes and corruption of course corruption and people forget that so when you look at election integrity you're talking about corruption and you know what even if we're not talking about ballot harvesting or finding fraud at the at the uh, polling places mm-hmm. look what the governor did. 
He trampled our constitutional rights when I ran as the U.S. Senate nominee. He literally changed the election to be completely vote by mail. Yeah, uh, okay. Governor Murphy. Right. You know, I, right. I thought you were talking about Christie. I was like, that was a long time ago. No, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. just back yeah, in 2020, 2020 when Murphy right, was right. the governor. Right. He changed the way we vote at the last minute, making everything vote by mail. That, that guy's funny. He's funny. He wanted everybody locked down, then he flew to Italy. That's good. <laughs> you like that and one? And he's Irish. He's yeah. not allowed in Italy. I said so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, take the keys away from him. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, he has a private jet. I don't know. How do you get that private jet? He's a governor. I don't know governors make that much money. Uh, he's uh, he's already comes, you know, steamrolling in with uh, a lot of cash from Wall Street. He's not a Main Street guy, you know. Uh, he's not like Jack Cirelli there. That's a nice guy. That yeah. guy like I thought that guy had a chance, man. Okay, I think he does. And um, you think he should run again? You think he should? He should, he definitely had a chance, right? Well, you know, I think that we have to focus on twenty two, twenty four. Well, I'm yeah, not that's sure where Jack's going to go. Seats. But I tell you, you know, if we flip seats in twenty two, uh, we're looking very good to make New Jersey a red state. See, I'll tell you why. And, and more than just the governor's race, we had one of the most instrumental races, the, the one of the most important races that the country should really be focusing on. And that's- Don't tell me you're talking about the guy. The guy. The, tr- the trucker. That's the guy. That's Ed amazing. The trucker. That's the $153 Let me give a spent? plug for edthetrucker.com. Oh Let me my give God. A I saw that on Fox News. I couldn't believe it. But you know, he took out one of the most yeah. powerful- yeah. Uh, uh, state senator, uh, state senator leaders of the Democrat Party who'd been there for twenty years, and spending a million concede. dollars. He was so mad. Yeah, he, like he like was refusing to concede. I, I, I was, it was crazy. Yeah, wow. you you know, so that I got to tell you, those are the kind of local levels, and you know why he won because, and I say that it's not a blue wave, it's not a red wave, it's a blue collar wave. Mm-hmm. The average middle, lower middle class family is sick and tired of the government telling them how to live. And a lot of these people are Democrats. So for me, again, it's not about party. Right. It's about policy. It's about stop telling me, stay out of my wallet, stay mm-hmm. out of my bedroom, stop telling me what to do. It's about being a good person. That's it. Values. That's it. Yeah. Well, we've lost family values. And, Obviously. And that's why I liked Governor Youngkin, Governor-elect Youngkin, when he ran on education. See, we got more kids failing basic math, and mm-hmm. you have Democrats saying, well, math is racist. Where everything, are the everything, priorities? Everything's Where racist. are the priorities? Me and you having this conversation is racist. So every, <laughs> every, 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 everything's racist. Yeah. Everything. But listen, Rick, thank you for your time. Where can we find you? Where do we? Where can people donate? What, what what can we do for you? Yeah, well, it's my pleasure, and thanks for having me. Go to rickforenj.com. That's R I K F O R N J.com. Rick Meta, we're building a great, a lot of momentum. If you thought Ed the Trucker was exciting, wait till you see Rick Meta the Pharmacist.